Welcome to the podcast entitled Antimicrobial Stewardship in Health Systems, Opportunities for the Multidisciplinary Team to Improve Patient Care. This podcast was produced by ASHP Advantage and supported by an educational grant from Merck. The content for this podcast was adapted from an interview with Craig Martin that was recorded on December 5th, 2011, during the 46th ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting and Exhibition in New Orleans, Louisiana. Dr. Martin is pharmacist specialist in infectious diseases and associate professor in pharmacy and medicine at UK Healthcare, University of Kentucky College of Pharmacy in Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Martin. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Some of the audience has no doubt read the guidelines for antimicrobial stewardship published in 27. Are there any themes or messages you think are important which are not included in that document? I think there are some areas where we can emphasize the proper use of antimicrobials beyond just restricting antimicrobials. If you look at at the, the, the focus of the guidelines, they have a tendency to focus on overuse of drugs, and I, I think that is absolutely important. What I think we can improve upon is, especially as pharmacists, we need to be working on systems to help identify sicker patients faster and to be able to get the proper drug to the patient quicker. And I think that is a, an absolutely a, fu- a function of the pharmacy, and I think it's a, an area where clinical pharmacists can really help. If it is uh, automated solutions that help that, I think we need to focus on that. And so if I look at the guidelines, I would say an area where we can improve and include some other things, I think it is in developing those types of systems that help people have the best possible chance for success with an antimicrobial. Interesting. Thank you. What do you feel are the most significant challenges facing antimicrobial stewardship programs? I think there are a couple uh, and, and the first is the perception that an antimicrobial stewardship program is just there to be the antibiotic police. And I think that, to me, that's a, a difficult proposition. And I think we need to be working collaboratively with our physician colleagues, our nursing colleagues, microbiology, infection control. We need to be working with those groups to help them understand that we're there to, to really help the patient have a successful outcome. And that probably means a culture change for some antimicrobial stewardship programs. They might need to to back off on some of the restriction types of policies and things like that. They might need to be more collaborative in nature uh, just to sort of get that point across that um, that we are we're really there to help to help the patient. I think another significant challenge is is resource um, uh, allocation to the program. And I think if you look at if you look at some of the some of the smaller institutions, some of the community hospitals, uh, the problem they have is they may not have an ID physician, that I, and they may have an ID physician who is not necessarily interested in antimicrobial stewardship. They might not have a pharmacist with infectious disease training. And I think that's another problem, a resource issue that, uh, that poses a challenge for those programs. Well, that's a lot to think about. Well, what pitfalls for new antimicrobial stewardship programs should we be watching for? I think the most common thing that I see is new programs have a tendency to focus almost solely on the cost of antimicrobials. And I think that's a pitfall that you can get into because there's a pretty decent chance you'll be successful in the first few years of a program if you do something like that. The problem is we can't reduce drug costs forever. And so I think if you set yourself up mainly to look at, at drug costs and reducing drug costs, again, you'll be successful in the, in the initial phase of the program. The problem is figuring out how you're going to justify your program in phases two, three, and four, uh, and I think that's a common pitfall. So 
If I were to develop a new program in 2011, 2012, what I would be thinking is how can I set this program up for long-term success? And that probably has more to do with clinical outcomes than it does actual cost of drugs. To resource-strapped pharmacy department managers, the thought of starting a broad-ranging antimicrobial stewardship program may be quite daunting. What advice do you offer to these managers? I would say start small. Don't allow perfect to be the enemy of good in these situations. Basically, I would say if it's an IV to PO switch program that you feel like you can comfortably do at this point, then start with that. If it is chart review a few days a week, then start with that. I think these programs that see all these potential opportunities and just sit back and go, I don't think we have the resources to do that. I think you're putting yourself sort of behind the eight ball, if you will, and you need to work on the things that you can do now. Make small changes. Eventually, you're likely to get enough momentum. Maybe you get some extra resources devoted to your program. You need to be able to show, however, that you can do some good things with those resources, and you might have to do those things, at least small good things without devoted resources for your program. And so hopefully, eventually, someone will recognize the value of that program and will allow you to sort of expand your service. That's good. That makes it less daunting. Thank you. What are some ways pharmacists can get the training necessary to help manage an antimicrobial stewardship program? Well, as you may know, there aren't enough PGY2 ID pharmacy residencies to train a a pharmacist for every hospital in the United States. So some professional organizations, as well as ASHP Advantage, uh, have developed educational activities designed to help pharmacists be more comfortable and gain the tools necessary to be reasonable antimicrobial stewardship pharmacists and and be successful for their institution. Uh, If you look at the ASHP Advantage site, leadstewardship.org, it it, it has some resources available, um, some podcasts, some online webinars, et cetera, some live as well as recorded programs, some printed educational activities, educational materials. And so it's really well developed, I think, and helps us give pharmacists the the necessary tools. There are also other professional organizations such as the Society of Infectious Disease Pharmacists as well as MAD-ID that have certification programs. And so um, as a pharmacist, if you're interested in antimicrobial stewardship, yet you're sitting back and thinking, man, I don't think I can take a year or two years to do to do an ID residency. There are opportunities for you out there that are much less daunting and much less resource intensive. Thank you, Dr. Martin, for sharing this important information with us. This concludes this podcast. For additional information about this topic, visit the Educational Initiative web portal at www.cemornings.com.